Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast that examines the thin line between stalker and psycho. Book number 54, Two Boy Weekend. Has Jessica found someone new? So does that make me Miss America? Oh my gosh, here we are. Hello, welcome gladiators. I, of course, am your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and I am joined today for this illustrious occasion by none other than Taya Pat. Hi, Taya. Hello. Um, Taya <laughs> is a fabulous uh, actor oh, whom thanks. you may have seen on television. I do some stuff when people yeah. let me. It's great. Yeah. And we worked together recently on we an did. exciting project that I yeah. will be thrilled to tell you all more about later this year. Marissa's a brilliant, brilliant woman. I can't oh, wait. well, it's the feelings mutual, <laughs> let me tell you. We're in love. So I really wanted to give you a good book, like a good, exciting one. And boy, did you deliver. What a journey. Now, Gladiators, if you grew up reading these books, this might be one that you remember. But I feel like you look at this book, just the title alone is enticing, right? Two Boy Weekend. Also, it's a Jessica book, which is really like a cool glass of water in the desert of... I mean, I've enjoyed the Parade of Randos desert that we've had this season so far, but there have been a lot of books about people that you've never heard of before. (laughs) And that's going to keep on coming here in the next book. But this one, (laughs) this is a pure Jessica book, Jessica and Elizabeth. And then you get your hands on this book, Two Boy Weekend, and you get a glimpse at the cover, and it is just like, uh uh-oh, trouble's afoot. Trouble is afoot. I mean, who does not walk around in a sensible lilac bikini top? Just like, you know, making googly eyes at all the boys on your two-boy weekend. We've got Jessica in a very skimpy uh, lilac, yes, Yes. colored bikini top. She's holding black sunglasses in her hands and a... You know, a very like, hmm, I'm checking this fellow out. Yeah, but and like, then, it's like almost severe side eye. Like, it's yeah. full of judgment. It's full of deep secrets. I mean, as a connoisseur of these books, I can say that Jessica's face is a little bit janky looking. Like, there's something about the perspective <laughs> of this particular painting that's a little off. Like, you wouldn't know it if you hadn't looked at you know, 53 to 100 other covers of, uh, of these books. But then there's a young fellow, a guy that we will introduce you to shortly, Gladiators, named Christopher, who, he doesn't have a last name. He does not. He does not. He does not deserve one. He's supposed to have dark curly hair and green eyes. I can't say that that's really what I'm getting from this picture. So maybe, maybe this is the third boy. I don't know. Wait, or is it AJ? Is that AJ? No, AJ's a redhead. And and see, this boy has a surfboard, which I don't know if AJ surfs, but we've never seen I AJ surf. I thought he was putting on a yellow cardigan. Okay, lesson learned. Did not look at that well enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, the swimsuit doesn't get described either. This is one of those books where the two-boy weekend, the title event, actually happens pretty early on in the book. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the book is all like fallout from the two-boy weekend. Wow, is this... This is meant for young children? I mean, unless they've changed it, let's check. Let's do our check, okay, see if it still says, yep, uh, age 12 and up. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm much older than 12, and I am traumatized. <laughs> I know. It's, this is actually a book where I feel like it seems more scandalous in some ways. The amount of danger yes. that... 16-year-old girls are allowed to be put in and that and put themselves into in this book is really off the charts also, in a way that their parents who yeah. is monitoring this situation <laughs> no one has any idea Alice Wakefield shows up in this book once to like roll her eyes at her daughters for having not set the table yet and say she's going to make some steaks And um, another time <laughs> there is a big dance at the end of this book everybody and uh Apparently the parents are there because it's like a whole town thing. So so maybe we should start there. But yes. There are two things that are kicking this book into motion. There's been this essay contest put on by a group called the Samaritans. Mm. Yes. Um, did you happen to notice what the topic of the essay contest was? Oh, you're going to have to rekindle my brain. Sweet Valley in the year 2000. Oh, my. So that's wow. the uh, that's the subject. And the person who wins the essay contest gets crowned king or queen of the Citizens Day Ball. What? 
how in what world if look i never entered an essay contest so i've never won one so i can't confirm this but i'm pretty positive nobody wins king of an essay just the idea of citizens day ball as a phrase is really delicious in your mouth like like this good citizenship organization is putting on an event that they're calling citizens day that caps off with the citizens day ball i think it's kind of it's great i mean i wish that essay contest did crown you king or queen more often absolutely but then there's if you win this royal honor like you win the essay contest you also get to pick your queen it's very heteronormative but you're your queen in this case because what happens in this book we find out really early is that elizabeth hasn't entered the contest she's too busy with the big sisters oh far too busy aj has won the contest but when he casually mentions it it's this like beautiful out of a romance movie like young teens like she throws her arms around him and he's like oh stop it he's being so coy and bashful yes well and of course he's timed this revelation that he's won this uh contest and has become the he is going to be crowned king of the citizens day ball uh, as jessica says later it's in the bag which means of course all importantly it's a very important plot point to this book jessica will be queen of the citizens day ball because aj is her boyfriend He tells her this just after he's really broken her heart in one of the more ridiculous uh, elements of this book, which is, well, let me just read it. Can I read it? Oh, please, please. This moment. This book says that the character of AJ has a Georgia accent and that he has a drawl. Which kind of rings a bell from when he was first introduced a few books ago, but I forgot all about it. (laughs) So (laughs) I have not been reading AJ with a drawl, and I don't know if I'll be able to right now. But AJ's grandparents are having a 50th anniversary party in Dallas. So he's telling Jessica about this. Well, all the relatives got their act together, and we're having a big party for them. On Friday, he looked pained. And we're going... Jessica raised her eyebrows. Having AJ gone on Friday and Saturday night sounded utterly dismal. (laughs) To Dallas? Yes, ma'am. And we're leaving Wednesday. Wednesday? Jessica's voice rose. What are you doing, walking to Texas? AJ shifted his books from one hand to the other and shook his head. I knew you'd have an attack, he sighed. My folks figure if we're going, we might as well have a good long visit with the family. So we're leaving late Wednesday afternoon and coming back Sunday night. Jessica let out a groan. I can't believe you're doing this to me. What am I supposed to do all that time? Sit around writing love letters? So she's very upset. She's She'll very have no upset. date to Ken Matthews' big party. She's distraught. I mean, she is utterly... You know, when I took notes, I started to realize that I was more doing commentary like a therapist. I was yeah. like, girl... You need some boundaries. You need some me time. It's bad. It's also truly unfair to AJ. Like, truly. He's also a teenager. It's like, it's not in his power whether or not his parents take him to this anniversary party. But even if it were, you know? I mean, they got to get on that Southwest flight. They got to do it. Yeah. They're in B group. They barely made it. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows how big this family is? I don't know if AJ has siblings or not, but. Yeah, so Jessica is despondent, and she says something to the tune of, like, one of the things that stinks about being in a couple, because AJ is, like, her first longtime boyfriend, is that people expect you to do couple things together. And she has, like, completely lost her ability, which used to be very robust, to do things, like, on her own. It's like if she can't be flirting with a guy or, like, chasing guys, then she doesn't want to be at the party. Right. Right. Because she has issues that must yeah, be addressed. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And so strong are these issues that, you know, Wednesday rolls around and they have their sad parting of ways and she's really laying it on thick with she's really giving me a guilt trip. He's oh, like super guilt trip. He's the cut the cut the mopey act, please. And she's like, It's not an act. But then the greatest thing ever happens and her sister, her twin sister, calls her out. Because her twin sister thinks, to her, it sounded as if Jessica was feeling sorry for herself and taking it out on AJ. Elizabeth is very wise. She's a wise, she is definitely the old soul of the twins. Yeah, absolutely. There are different ways that these books use the twins' relationship to 
affect things. What happens in this book is that Elizabeth has decided not to meddle, like has decided to give Jessica her privacy. And through doing that, she misses out on some key pieces of information that she if she had them, the plot could not and would not unfold as it does. Jessica's bad mood is quickly picked up on by her best friends, who are quite a bunch. (laughs) The variety pack. Uh, We've got some really special scenes with Kara Walker, Amy Sutton, and Lila Fowler in this book. They are not the kind of friends that are like, supportive and inquisitive they're like if you're gonna be a bitch you can go (laughs) sit alone it's essentially their vibe they're like we do not have time for this okay we're trying to do hot girl summer and you are not helping yeah even uh, my roommate megan who has been a guest on a previous um episode last night i started reading this book um and she was cooking dinner in the kitchen or whatever she could see me and she asked me what it was about and i read uh, a very similar segment to what I just read about Jessica's reaction to AJ's departure. And she said, uh, Jessica needs to get a life. <laughs> that was her reaction. <laughs> yes, Megan. That's it. We all feel that way. And I mean, Jessica, Jessica's going to feel that way soon, too. But so here's a funny moment. Like the girls all go to the beach. They tell Jessica that if she doesn't come to the beach with them, like this is their like friendly way of forcing her out of her mopey depression at lunch. They're like, if you don't come with us, we're going to do something really disgusting and embarrassing to you. (laughs) It's like, okay, that's that's teen friendship, I guess. It does. It does seem familiar. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That bonds you forever. Disgusting memories. So they go to the beach and they're hanging out and Jessica goes to the ocean. Oh, she and she even in the ocean, she's just like, they wouldn't even care if the waves came and swept me away. Like, you know, she's she's basically projecting this idea that no one cares about her. This is not the first time Jessica's uh, thought that no one cares about her. Um, Well, she actually says they'd really be sorry if I drowned. Then they'd wish they'd been nicer to me when they had the chance. Get this girl a therapist. Get her into therapy. Yeah. Is there a book called Jessica Goes to Therapy or like Two Therapy Weekend? Is that a thing? I wish. I wish. (laughs) Maybe we can. Maybe we can write that book together. That can be. (laughs) Yeah. That's Sweet Valley uh, 2021. uh, Jessica from (laughs) Pertrauma. Yeah. So. Let's see. They're, the girls decide, after she finally comes back in from the ocean, they're like, we're going to go to the Dairy Burger now. And they ask Jessica if she's going to come with. Jessica wrapped her big red beach towel around her and huddled on one corner of the rug. No, I don't feel like it. She shivered, staring at her sand-covered toes and waiting for her friends to cajole her into going. But they didn't even try. Okay, Lila said breezily. If you don't, you don't. But we're going anyway. As Jessica watched in offended silence, Lila, Kara, and Amy began packing up their beach gear. Lila rolled the rug toward Jessica. Excuse me. Jessica scooted off into the sand. She couldn't believe her friends would leave without her. Of course, they had come in two cars, hers and Lila's, so she wasn't really being abandoned. But she felt as though she had just been dumped out with the trash. Finally, they were ready. Kara slung her straw bag over one shoulder and smiled warmly. Now she'll ask, Jessica told herself, relieved. See you later, Jess, Kara said. Are you going to Ken's party tonight? Jessica gritted her teeth and turned to face the water again. No. Good thing, Lila observed with a grimace. The mood you're in, you'd spoil any party on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica says, thanks a lot, Lila. Then Lila says, don't mention it. Catch you later. (laughs) You all need a friend like that. It's important to appreciate that Jessica has been acting like this for a long time. The thing that has her so upset is just that her boyfriend is out of town for literally four days. Literally. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four and a half, I guess, if you, because he's coming home Sunday at 1 p.m. They have already done a lot of work to try to snap her out of it. And she's clearly, like, uninterested in being snapped out of it. Or she doesn't want to be. She wants to just mope around and live in it. Yeah. There's even a line a few pages from here that says something about how she was starting to enjoy being the saddest person on earth. Yes. Yes. Another quote is, they weren't even looking her way to see if the undertow was carrying her off to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit later in the book, Jessica has a moment. Nobody in her family has any idea what's going on with her, but she's like, 
her parents were probably having brunch out on the patio because it was Sunday. They didn't even care that she was upstairs, probably going to die. Like, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because we haven't gotten to what she's really thinking about yet. So, I think you just wrote another chapter of this. That was it. You just wrote it. That was perfect. That wasn't even a paraphrase. That's a new chapter. Around this time is when this character Christopher enters the scene, right? Because Jessica's sitting on the beach by herself and she sees she and the surfer guy are like the last people left on the beach. And he comes up to her and is like very charming and sexy and also very forceful. Very forceful. I mean, can you think back to your first impressions of Christopher, uh, forgetting what you're going to learn about him? Well, because I'm who I am, I think I immediately would have been like, please fuck off. <laughs> but that's yeah. just me. But yeah. but I think like for a 16 year old, you're like, oh, someone's taking an interest. Oh, yeah. How exciting. And so you get those little butterflies. Yeah. Now, now I'm just like jaded. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't exactly know what her deal is, but she hasn't been in this circumstance for a while. And she's clearly like wanting to be fond over. Mm-hmm. And so getting this attention and feeling the spark a little bit. That's right. I mean, right. we can get uh, a little bit of a kind of boy's light um, introduction to Christopher, who is a sexy fellow. Oh, 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 who's a beautiful boy? a beautiful boy? Here's how he's described. She looked at the boy startled as he came up to her. Up close he was cute, with dark curly hair and piercing green eyes. A flush of pleasure crept up her cheeks. And then later on, he's shaking her hand. This is just a couple pages later. He has asked her out on a date. And she's like, boy, you don't waste any time. And he's like, why waste time when you know for sure? Like, I knew before I even walked over here, I wanted to go on a date with you. And this is the thing where you're like, fuck off. And Jessica is like, oh, my gosh. What a, you know, what a charming First of many red flags. Oh, yeah. This is is definitely a red flag. I mean, we had a character in the last book that we read who, it was Bruce Patman, actually, um, who does not appear in this book. He's taking this book off, I guess. (laughs) And uh, he he tells the main character in that book that he won't take no for an answer. He just means like on a date that they're going to go on. But he uses the phrase, I won't take no for an answer. And it it works. The girl's like, okay. The last book we should have learned about consent. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Should have but didn't. Shouldn't but didn't. This chapter closes with another of... A kind of objectification of Christopher and like a look through Jessica's like lustful gaze that we haven't gotten in a while. So it was kind of nice to see it back again, especially at this early stage when Christopher was not that problematic yet. <laughs> so he asks her if she'll have dinner with him. She raised her eyes to meet his gaze. Sure, she whispered, looking deep into his mesmerizing eyes. She noticed how seawater trickled down his muscular arms and how the last rays of the sun glittered off the droplets on his chest. No doubt about it, Christopher was attractive. Also, I'm too old to be reading this about a 16-year-old. <laughs> oh, I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> that is, yeah, when we, like, now, if we're, oh, yeah. yeah. But oh, you know yeah. what? You think of it this way. He was 16 when this book was written. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And now that he's well into his late 30s, not as creepy. He might even be even older than that. I mean, assuming that this is happening in 1989. You could also think it's happening in 1983, because that's when the series started, and it's still their junior year. But, you know, so he's he's like 40, 50. He's getting up there. Okay. <laughs> he's older than you. I feel better. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's good. I mean, also, they're fictional. So we do have that. Okay, well, we do have that on our side. Yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. I wasn't even born yet when this came out. So yeah, yeah, no, I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, so then Jessica has made a total personality shift. So when she goes home to change real quick, Elizabeth noticed, like, oh, I thought you were going to mope at home all night, you know? Jessica tells Elizabeth that she met somebody on the beach. Elizabeth assumes it's a girl. And Jessica just runs with that. Right, because she just says Chris. She doesn't say right. a Christopher or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So 
I mean, and Jessica is having a lot of thoughts about whether or not it's okay for her to be seeing this guy when AJ is out of town, right? She's like thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But the general tenor of her thought are it's not really real like i'm just having dinner with a friend nobody could say there's anything wrong with that right this is innocent i'm just making a new friend because i'm lonely this weekend right and as it becomes uninnocent (laughs) she's like i don't even care it's just for this weekend who cares right i know it's wrong but like whatever this is wrong i don't want to be right like that kind of thought process (laughs) that's exactly her attitude yeah for like two chapters Yeah. And I think it's fueled by how sorry for herself she feels. So it's like she's allowed to do whatever she wants. You know, she's had a really hard life. She's had a really, really rough. (laughs) I know. Life just. She literally describes her family to Christopher as being all American, which is one of my favorite little uh, things that happens in this series. We haven't gotten in a while, but there's something there's something pretty gross about it. But she doesn't talk about their white blondness. So at least there's that. We got that going for us. She says, all-American family, one mother, one father, one brother, one sister, one dog. I'm a junior, I'm co-captain of the cheerleading squad, and I play tennis. I like to dance, go to movies, and eat. That about covers it, I'd say. (laughs) So that's Jessica's life story there. There She doesn't tell him she has a twin sister. She, like, wants to hold on to some mystery. That's right. Which, thank goodness, she does. Yeah. Because Christopher at dinner... To just coax more out of her. He just says, I want to know what makes you unique. Because I know you're one of a kind. Right. But it gets even weirder. Because whenever she tries to ask him questions, he won't answer them. He won't answer yes. a single one. And this for me was, like, I wrote a note. I will read my note. Christopher won't answer questions about himself. This is such an annoying trait. If you think you're boring, why should I be interested? And this is <laughs> this is the thing that I I feel like r- I run into sometimes with like online dating. It's like if like if I reach out to somebody to ask them a question about their profile or whatever complicated thing that you have to do, or they start the conversation maybe. It's like there's a back and forth and I feel like you right. run into guys that are like completely unwilling like they'll have a million questions for you but be completely unwilling to talk about themselves in their own lives so i love that you wrote that because you can see here i wrote in big bold letters what is he a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) yes i think i just watched too much like murder docs and that's just immediately where my brain goes to is i'm like oh you're a psycho well of course mm -hmm. You know, there's the, obviously there's the uh, the flip side of the coin. Like a lot of guys, Bruce Patman for one, the aforementioned Bruce Patman, I mean, and real people, not just fictional, <laughs> the fictional teenagers, <laughs> but also real real men. You know, there's this thing about guys being very self centered or like that old, um, I feel like, fifties era like dating tip for women, which was just like just let him talk about himself. You know, men love to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. So. Perhaps these annoying fellows that I that frustrate me um, in my very meager attempts at online dating are trying to like overcompensate for that. But there's got to be some kind of balance. Am I Marissa, wrong? I mean, you realize you now have to take me on every date because you think that that may be a good trait, and I immediately <laughs> think they're going to murder you. So you need me. <laughs> okay. Not okay. Uh, you can be my murder detector. All right. Can you imagine if we we just showed up to dates together? (laughs) Well, maybe you need me on your dates. Because then I can be like, no, Taya, it's okay. I don't think this one's a murderer. (laughs) He's just inquisitive. (laughs) Nope. No, he's not. Pure murder. I'm leaving right now. Yeah. But but this is actually, it does, it feeds into the plot really significantly because Jessica feels like, over the course of the evening, they eat dinner together. He's very, like, grandiose and romantic. They, he suggests they go on a walk along the beach. And they eventually kiss. And yeah. he's like, we must see each other again. And she's just thinking, like, wow, this is really something. Like, it's a shame this is just a weekend fling, I guess. But, you know, it's it's okay. You know, it's a weekend thing. And, you know, I won't see him ever again after Sunday. But at some point, she realizes that she doesn't 
know almost anything about him. Like, she asks him where he's from, and he changes the subject. And Jessica is so excited to be asked about herself and get to tell people that she likes to dance and eat and cheerlead that she doesn't notice, that she doesn't know his last name. She doesn't know where he's from. She doesn't know where he goes to school. She doesn't know anything about him. Nope. Not a thing. Except the thing that she feels like she needs to know, which is he likes her a lot. Mm. And that's already like the seventh red flag by this point. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like there are red flags on both sides. You're right. <laughs> I know, neither, neither of them. Maybe, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to spoil it, but maybe they deserve each other. Yeah. Well, so it's important to note that Jessica has arranged for their Friday evening date to be somewhere other than Sweet Valley so that nobody sees them. So she knows she's doing something shady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the very next day, they meet in, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. So it's just, like, mere hours later in a town we've never heard of before called Pacific Shores. Speaking of red flags, if we're counting them, they're walking down this, like, cute little neighborhood area. And Jessica says... Don't you wish you could live here? Jessica asked as they ambled down Main Street. Tiny shops, boutiques, and art galleries under bright awnings lined the sidewalk. Behind wrought iron gates, narrow alleys stretched back to sunlit courtyards. I love it here. I really do, she went on. Christopher looked down at her with a warm glow in his eyes. This can be our town. Our favorite place. And I was just like, too soon, dude. You don't no. even have a town, a favorite place together. Favorite You've known each other for less than 24 hours. Oh, man. And Jessica thinks, I mean, following on that, just to get, since I'm, it's open in front of me, it says, Jessica felt a twinge of guilt. How could she break the spell by telling Christopher she couldn't see him after the weekend was over? She knew it was unfair not to tell him about AJ. So she, it's unfair to Christopher not to tell him about AJ. Never mind poor AJ. Right. But it would only hurt him if he knew, she reasoned. I don't want to spoil what we have right now, she told herself. It's too perfect. And she also says, but since we'll never see Christopher again, telling him about AJ would put an awkward barrier between us. Yeah. She comes up with a lot of excuses and justifications for why she's perpetuating this lie. Yeah, exactly. So... She's basically like, Saturday's going to be the last time. But, you know, Christopher again is like, no, we must see each other tomorrow, too. That's right, because he's just love bombing her. Yeah. So she's now she's like doing mental calculations. Like, okay, AJ gets in at one. I could squeeze in a quick date with this guy before one, (laughs) you know, and I'll tell him then. And so she thinks they can go to the beach now because her friends will be asleep. And she's right. Yeah. And she tells Christopher at the beach that, look, I have a boyfriend. I'm sorry. I didn't realize things were... I thought it was going to be just an innocent fun, and I didn't realize it was going to be so passionate. And he's like, it's okay. I understand. You know, we'll we'll always have this weekend. You know, I won't bother you again. Yeah, but you know know what he said directly before that? What? As a compliment? I bet everyone's jealous of me. You're the best-looking girl in town, and you're mine. If you were with someone else, I'd die of jealousy. Christopher's eyes were dark and serious, even though he was smiling. (laughs) That's such a good detail, even though he was smiling. (laughs) Can you make the face? The the serious eyes, smiling face is very hard to make. (laughs) I look like the Grinch. I can't do it. (laughs) All right, try it at home, gladiators. Try to make a serious face eyes and smiling face dark serious eyes with a smiling face well aj aj comes home and there's this really telling moment where aj tells her that he misses her i really did miss you oh let me do the draw i'm trying to think of like a draw with a southern accent i really did miss you it's like (laughs) (laughs) there was a this tape i listened to once about how to do a, a like a southern accent and it was definitely like Georgia like southern bell kind of accent not like modern day but the phrase in the tape was Eliza was the prize of the entire science department when she won the biology prize something like that <laughs> <laughs> so if i can just channel that energy it's just like okay <laughs> but he's only saying one sentence sadly i really did miss you well So did I miss you, Jessica replied hastily. 
Actually, she wasn't sure if she had missed him. From Wednesday night to Friday afternoon, she had missed him, she decided. But then from Friday to Sunday morning, she had wished time would stand still and he'd never come back. She had to admit that that didn't exactly qualify as missing him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a taste of the, like, subtle humor of this book. Like mm-hmm. the, the prose of this book has some little little funny jokes like that, like sarcastic jokes. She had to admit that that really didn't qualify as missing. It, it really did. And I will admit, I sped through this book. It was a good read. It kept yeah. me enthralled the whole time. Right. Because Jessica's got some interesting, very weird stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Um, AJ is great. But now the weird stuff is amped up, right? Because... She feels like maybe she should tell AJ, but she definitely doesn't want to do anything that might cause him to get mad at her or like break up with her before the Citizens Day Ball, because it's very important to her that she gets to be queen of the Citizens Day Ball, even though she will have done nothing to have earned this honor. That's right. AJ earns the honor, and she gets the prestige. This book describes prestige that goes along with being the queen of the Citizens Day Ball. Yep. Yep. Which is, yep. When we'll, and, and later down the line, I have quotes about that as well when we get further into the book. I mean, now I guess is the part where we need to say that AJ very quickly upon returning from Dallas decides that he is going to sell his car. Yes. Uh, important which weirdly, we don't get a make and model, I don't think. Although we know it's Japanese, but usually these he cars said are a Toyota. Okay, it's a Toyota. He said a Toyota, okay, but he didn't say like Camry or. Yeah, okay. he's gonna sell it, and he's gonna put one of those signs in the window that says that you can call him if you're interested. That's Correct. Just a little, just a little plant, a little, uh, a little seed. Chekhov's for, uh, for sale sign. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and meanwhile. Very quickly after having told her, oh, yeah, we'll always have this weekend, have a nice life, Christopher starts calling the Wakefield house a lot. Yep. I think twice a day. He's calling twice a day. Yeah. And um, now Jessica is, like, constantly on edge. Now she's acting weird and moody in a different way. Right. But people... They ask her about it sometimes, like people can tell, but she will not tell anybody about it. She even thinks about telling Elizabeth, but she's like, no, I won't bring it up to her until it's really desperate. Right. Right. Which I guess, can we get to the desperate straits? They come up pretty quickly. They come up so fast because Um, then he shows up at her school. So first he shows up at the Dairy Burger. He's like in the parking lot. Jessica's yes. talking at the Dairy Burger with her friends, but she's not really paying attention because she's thinking about how she's in this terrible bind. She's going to get caught in her lie. And then she sees him, like, looking at her through the window from right. the parking lot. Very right. creepy. By AJ's car. And then car. he's gone. By AJ's car. And then he's gone. Yes. I think that might be when the flowers show and up. And then she gets called to the office. And she walks in and there's like a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And the friend desk lady is like, all like giddy about it and really happy. And she's like, yeah, they, they happened in third period. And she immediately knows who it is. And the moment she turns around with the flowers in her hands, guess who's standing there? AJ. AJ. And AJ's like, wait, who are these for? What are these? Like, who, like, where did you, who gave these to you? And she immediately is like, avoid, 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 books it to the cafeteria Hands it to, who is it again? Kara Walker, who is dating her brother. So right, who's she's at like, university. Yeah, so she's like, these are from Steven. And she's like, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> like, Kara, <laughs> like, please read my mind that you need to go along with this. And Kara does. Kara does read and her mind. She even says, AJ, you should send Jessica some flowers sometime. <laughs> and AJ says something like, maybe she should send That's me some. Because AJ's great. I love AJ. I loved that. I also thought, wait, why didn't she just immediately go like, oh, these are for you, AJ? Like yeah. that would have that would have made total sense. I'm sorry. Yeah, there are a lot of lies that Jessica should have told in this book that she didn't tell. And what that's just one of them. We exactly. <laughs> like, uh, um, these are for you to make up for me being such a brat. You know what? Or to say congratulations for being king of Citizens Day. You're right. We, we need to give her notes on how to be a better liar. <laughs> yeah, not normally the purview of this show, but in this in this book, it's like you 
are already in so deep. Why not? You do point? hit a It's sort of like when I was watching Dexter. And I was like, no, okay, well, okay, I guess you do have to murder them. Okay, so if you're going to murder them, do it like this. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. you start to give notes on, like, how you would do things that are terrible. Yeah. So, because now what she's got is she's got this guy who seems like he's stalking her. Right. Um, and, oh, I mean, it gets way worse. So, hold on. Oh. We'll, we'll go get there. Because it gets way worse when Jessica's like, you know what? one place that I'll be safe from Christopher's phone calls is at AJ's house. So I'll go over and hang out with him. Then who should show up to test drive AJ's car? A very motivated buyer. It's Christopher. He comes up, he shakes Jessica's hand very like strongly, (laughs) like, like rigidly. She like winces in pain. Yeah. And pretends that they haven't met. Right. Then, Conveniently, circumstances unfold in such a way that AJ has to go inside to answer a phone call. But Christopher is like really urgent that he, he's like, oh, I have to go. It makes you wonder if like Christopher somehow arranged for this other caller. Right. Because it seems almost as if it's a part of his plan to get Jessica in the car alone. But, oh, AJ's mom is the one who's like, I am too busy yeah. today. I have too many things to do. I need you to answer okay. this. I can't yeah. do it. Um, she says, I'm in the middle of something and this boy has some questions. Come on. Oh, she should have an accent too, right? I'm in the middle of something and this boy has some questions. Come on. I do declare. I do declare. I'm in the middle of doing something important. Well, I love that we're in the south. (laughs) I'm trying to win the biology prize. (laughs) Torn, AJ looked at Christopher. Look, this will only take a second. I'm definitely interested, but I'm really late already, Christopher said doubtfully. AJ's eyes brightened. Look, Jessica can go with you. It's not like you're going to kidnap my girlfriend, right? He said, chuckling. (laughs) Jessica stared at AJ, too stunned to say anything. She could feel Christopher's gaze boring into her. It's not a bad idea, Christopher drawled. He's drawing now, too, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's drawing. In a different way. He's like a surfer draws. I can't do it. I was going to try to... It's too short of a sentence for me to get to. No, I believe in you, Marissa. You can do it. You can do it. It's not a bad idea. (laughs) AJ laughed again and tossed Christopher's keys as he headed for the house. Speechless, Jessica was left with Christopher. Let's go, okay? He said in a casual voice. And she says no. And he says, you want to explain to your boyfriend why not? And she gets in the car because so so there's a whole conversation. This is my point. The literally AJ makes a joke about Christopher kidnapping his girlfriend. And Jessica is like, I feel like that's a real risk here. But she doesn't say anything about it. And she gets in the car with him. Right. Because because maybe just risking your life is far better than telling the truth. Right, right. And and she any doubts that she might have had about whether or not this guy was unhinged are, are taken away when he drives at absolute top speed pulls off in a in a parking lot oh yeah and then basically threatens to like crash the car into a brick wall if she doesn't agree to go on a date with them again but also can we discuss the fact that the top speed that they go that she gets nervous at is 75 i was (laughs) like i do that on the 101 every day like that's 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 me just chilling Seriously, California highway driving, you go as fast as you are able to go. You know, like most of the time you can't get above 20. Mm. So if you can open up and go 90, you do it. You do it. For as long as you can. Yes. But but I don't think this was the situation. He was was going faster than was safe. But yeah, he's like, you have to go out with me on Saturday. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes. And then he tries to drive. The, he threatens, basically, he speeds toward a brick wall. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, I'll go with you. Right. Now, here's where, really, I'm like, Jessica, how could you not, why don't you keep lying? Like, this guy is a stalker now. Like, he's vi- a violent stalker. If you lie about how you met him, and he counters that by saying, like, no, it was romantic or whatever, she can just say... See, he's crazy, you know, like, and uh, that's reprehensible, but it's like, she's already crossed that bridge. (laughs) So she's told so many lies. She shouldn't have, she she did bad things already. Like, and again, if this is already in the eighties, you don't have a cell phone to track you. You don't have photos that were taken. You have no proof. You could just be like, I've never met this dude in my life. 
That is a very good point. You could just deny, deny, deny. See, again, I'm giving really terrible advice. Normally with Jessica, I'm like, you need to make better choices, Jessica, because I'm an Elizabeth. So in a few pages, Elizabeth's going to find out about what's going on. And she's going to refer to what's happening as another classic Jessica disaster. That's right. That's right. But for now, I mean, that's normally my tone with Jessica, too. But at this point, it's like you have a really easy like it would even be in your character. Like she'll skip over the part about Christopher and how they met and be like, listen, this guy is delusional. He's after me. (laughs) And we got to do something. Right. These kids never call the damn cops. They never (laughs) call the cops. You never call 911 and it really shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh -uh. Um, I remember accidentally dialing 911 as a kid and they were so (gasps) nice to me on the phone. I was like, oh no, I was so terrified. I was so terrified. And they were like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And they hung off me immediately. And I was like, okay, great. But I was, I was young. My favorite though is when I got a new car in college and it was a Chevy Aveo stick shift and it came with OnStar and I didn't know what it was. And I pressed OnStar and it immediately sends you to the emergency line. (laughs) Oh no! That's like, what is it? What is the? What is your emergency? Where are you? And I was like, what? Oh no! I was just trying. I'm sorry. I was just trying to adjust my mirror. Like, I had no idea. Oh my god! Ah, uh, oh, the things we learn. Yeah. Well, I used to drive a Chevy Aveo as <gasps> well. So just Marissa, randomly, I know. Out. What color was your Chevy Aveo? It was silver. Yeah, mine was silver. <laughs> oh man, that that wow. car was not destined for roads. That thing, no. that thing was like, I would drive on the highway and I'd be like, oh, this is going to just fall apart. Yeah. It was just like, oh, that's why this car costs so little money. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh, yeah. My sister yeah, used no, to say it sounded like a mouse because there was this like whizzing that always like, <laughs> like a whistle that always came through when you drove it. Oh, oh my gosh. That was a good car. Car talk. Car talk. Uh. So there's a really scary scene that I thought maybe was going to come to more where Elizabeth picks up her like little sister, whose name is Kim Edgars, everybody, and they go to the mall together and Christopher is there. And remember, he doesn't know Jessica has a twin. So he follows right. her into the mall and Elizabeth is able to avoid him because Kim is there, basically. But mm-hmm. she's super creeped out by him. And he he talks to her and is like, what are you doing here? Like, why won't you take my calls? Right. So it's soon after that that Jessica tells Elizabeth about this crazy guy. And um, Elizabeth is like, oh, does he have curly hair and green eyes? And and Jessica's like, yeah, how did you know that? So I love the fact that Elizabeth is such a good human. And she went there with her little sister because she's a part of the Big Sisters program through her community. And she brought Kim. She wanted Kim to find a book that she really loved. And she was doing everything right. And then this creepy guy, like what I assume is like a Barnes and Noble back then, just keeps staring at her and then approaches her. And she approaches it in a perfect way. She's just like, I don't know who you are. I am not comfortable and I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. And And then he calls. But what I remember from that phone call at night is that he says, I love you. And then, quote, unquote, he maniacally laughed and hung up the telephone. Maniacally. And then I wrote, oh, my God, just call the cops. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, um, why doesn't she just say she can go out on Sunday? (laughs) That's my note. Because the thing is, she's like agreed to go out with him on Saturday because that was what he demanded when he was going to crash the car. But like she, Saturday is the night I haven't, we haven't said this yet. Saturday is the night of the citizens day ball. Saturday is citizens day, I guess. So this is a big problem because Christopher is holding it over Jessica's head that like, if you don't go out with me, I'm going to tell AJ. Right. And she's like, literally like if I tell AJ before the citizens day ball, I don't get to be queen. That's her whole motivation. Yeah. One thing that I do think is true that she also thinks is that she doesn't want to ruin AJ's special day with this information, which that is fine. I I, I buy that. But it is a problem and bad <laughs> that right. Jessica cares more about being queen of Citizens Day Ball than she does about her boyfriend, period. And really. if I may read the direct quote that Please. verifies that. AJ's voice broke into her thoughts, and Jessica looked up in surprise. She had almost forgotten his role in her moment of triumph. Yes, she'd almost forgotten. She that's almost when, forgot. That's from the Citizens Day Ball, which yes. she, she does get to go to because she makes up a lie. Well, let's get there. Let's actually okay. work our way up to there, because there's just a few more things before we get there. She's told Elizabeth 
And now Elizabeth is sort of like complicit in Jessica's plotting. And Elizabeth is pretty surprised when Christopher calls the house and is so easily placated by Jessica's lie that she is sick. You right. Know, like, Everyone is impressed by this. Elizabeth's impressed by it. Jessica thinks she's off the hook. Christopher is really understanding. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's weird that he has such a change of heart. Right. Because she says she, I think it's that she said the doctor thinks I have strep. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is a good lie because she's like, oh, no, we should go out anyway. You know, she's trying to say I can go and to get him to be like, no, which he does say. Mm-hmm. There's a moment when Jessica and Elizabeth are kind of plotting about what they're going to do where um, Jessica is is pacing and Elizabeth tells her to stop pacing because she's making her nervous. Jessica flung her hands up and grimaced. Well, I'm sorry, OK? It's hard to stay cool when a psycho's after you. He's not a psycho, Jess. Sighing, Elizabeth got up from her bed and went to the bathroom door. And I was like, I beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few notes. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, we could start by the very idea of, like, psycho as a term and that being a problem. Like, there's a lot of talk about his sanity. And we can talk more about that in our extended conversation. But, yeah. (laughs) If psycho means anything, I feel like stalker falls well into the realm. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. what he's been been doing to, up to this point is uh, is not good. No. <laughs> I feel like that should be clear. If there's one thing I want to get across to the listeners, <laughs> this behavior is bad. Gladiators, gladiators, <laughs> this is not okay. It is bad. <laughs> Oh, my watch just apologized. I don't know if that picked up on Mike, but somehow <laughs> it said I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's fine, Apple Watch. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and Jessica's also been pretending to Christopher on the most recent phone calls ever since the, like, almost driving into a wall incident that she really is excited about Christopher again. She feels like that will placate him, which I don't think is a bad strategy, but a better strategy would be call the cops. But th- anyway, that's not what's happening. So they go to the ball. They go to the ball. The ball. They start calling it the dance, which is a shame because ball is so much more fun to say. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm putting it way more regal in my brain than it probably is. Like, this is a a ball. Everybody has, like, white gloves, like, up to your shoulder. That's where I'm at. And, like, the whole town is there. Oh, yeah. Um, All the high schoolers, but also, like, the mayor, who we rarely hear about. Parents are talking to each other. Like, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And Jeffrey uh, French Elizabeth's boyfriend is there and they're dancing together. Then Christopher shows up. So Christopher shows up, but the first person he sees is Elizabeth. And so he thinks that it's Jessica and Elizabeth picks up on this and knowing how important it is for Jessica to win or to get this crown. She goes along with it and pretends that she's Jessica Right. And this first happens when Elizabeth is literally dancing with Jeffrey. So it's already kind of strange to me that Christopher comes up to Elizabeth, who he thinks is Jessica. He knows that Jessica's boyfriend is AJ because they've met. But right. she's dancing with this other guy. Jeffrey lets him cut in in mid-dance, even though he's a stranger. But Elizabeth also kind of does. And he sort of steps back and watches everything. And then, you know, Christopher angrily is like, we need to go someplace. You know, I see you've gotten better quick i knew you would be here tonight Mm -hmm. and yeah elizabeth goes along with it pretending to be jessica so this final moments of this chapter chapter nine uh was my oh Oh my my god God moment moment. Mm -hmm. Um, more just like a reaction to the general unfolding of things that i just described but i'll read this particular passage as well christopher smiled mysteriously and tightened his arm around her let's take a walk there are too many people around if you know what i mean Sure, she whispered. Her heart gave an uncomfortable lurch, but she forced herself to smile. If Christopher wanted privacy for a little romance, she would have to find a way to deal with that. There were plenty of things she was willing to do for her sister, but kissing a stranger was not one of them. As he turned to lead her down the steps, Elizabeth looked back at Jeffrey and tried to signal with her eyes. It's okay, she mouthed. Jeffrey looked pained, but he nodded and headed back inside. We got AJ making jokes about (laughs) Jessica going off with this guy. We've got Elizabeth willingly going off with this guy. We've got Jessica willingly arranging to be on a date with this guy. 
and going in the car with him. And we now we've got Jeffrey like watching Elizabeth go off. I mean, and she does mouth it's okay, but he's just like it's he doesn't just... even try to catch up and be like, "Hey, can I introduce myself? Like, who are you? What's up?" Like he could intervene, but instead he's just like, "Okay." Like I wish the gladiators could see me right now because I'm just massaging <laughs> my temples. Like it yeah. just perplexes my brain. Yeah, in every way. This is why sixteen-year-olds should not be trusted. <laughs> And at this point in the book, I'm like, oh, my God, there are three more chapters left. Right. Like, what horrors are going to unfold before the end of the book? What else is going to happen? I'm uh, Right. And you know yeah. where my brain goes, so let's continue on. <laughs> well, that is where your brain should go. Because when Elizabeth thinks, like, kissing a stranger is not something she'd be willing to do, it's just like, oh, but maybe that's the least of your problem. Into the woods? Know? By a stranger? Yeah. Maybe if you don't, yeah. Maybe if you don't want to get kissed by a stranger, you should not allow yourself to be alone on the dark beach with him. But I, sorry, I don't mean to make it on Elizabeth, but it's just like think it through. You know, you because you already know that this guy is not just a stranger; he is like a stalker. I think I, I would have been like, "Hey, boo, I gotta go to the bathroom. Will you just like wait out here for me real quick?" And then I just would have stayed in the bathroom for like yeah. twenty five minutes until it was over. And then he would have been annoyed, but he couldn't have gone into the girls' room. And all of this is just so Jessica can be crowned queen of Citizens Day. If I may be so bold, fuck your crown. (laughs) (laughs) You do not deserve a crown. Yeah, well, people really, really want to give Jessica that crown. So then we follow Elizabeth and Christopher into a very harrowing uh, chapter of the book. Truly harrowing. Yeah, this it really took a turn I did not expect. Is this like is this a pretty common? Because I'm new to the series, is this a pretty common thing that happens, or was this a rather dark book? This is definitely a dark one. I found myself thinking during this book that it seemed more like the kind of thing that happens in these super thrillers Mm. that they put out. But I do know that as the series progresses, we're going to get increasingly into this territory, this sort of like scary danger territory. But up to this point, there have only been a few regular series books that have this level of danger. That being said, um, I mean, should we get to the climactic moment, I guess? We absolutely must. So or the, the pen climactic moment, I guess we could call it, because... What happens is that Christopher, at some point when Elizabeth no longer wants to go any further walking with him or is continuously saying that she wants to go back to the house, he like pulls out a knife. He pulls out a switchblade and he goes up to her incredibly threateningly. And it actually says that his eyes darken and he says, you're going to do exactly what I'm asking. And she says, yeah. no, I want to go back. Can we just go and hang out? And she goes, oh, and she also says, AJ knows we're out here. And he goes, no, he doesn't. Don't you lie to me. And then in a fit of rage, he ties her hands behind yeah. her back because he's threatening yeah. her with a knife. Even as she goes out to go walking with him and starts to think, like, maybe this guy is a little bit out of joint. She has this memory of a time that she was a... Uh, a candy striper at the hospital did this uh stand out to you so just quick memory for a few weeks she had worked as a candy striper at the local hospital and a disturbed young orderly had fallen in love with her unfortunately his way of showing how much he cared had been to knock her out in the hospital parking lot and hold her captive for several days in a primitive shot so this girl's already been through <laughs> hell and back yeah yeah so she's thinking about that and this moment of the book it was like this is why i read these books like this just quick memory i mean that's a little bit of the sarcastic humor too like his idea of showing how much he cared primitive shack i literally wrote elizabeth has been kidnapped before seriously where are her parents <laughs> <laughs> what's about to happen in a few pages like, is that he is going to he tie her wrist and he's gonna put her in the trunk of his car and right. she's gonna scream but every time she threatens to scream he like wields a switchblade and is like you know what i'll do there's a lot of threats like you know what i'll do if you do right. x and yeah and so and you're making she, me do this because he yeah. says if you would only like me as much as i like you i wouldn't have had to do this yeah exactly and he's already he's been thinking on the beach about like saying stuff that Elizabeth is definitely like, this is very bad. Like, I'd thought of a way that we can be together forever. I have a perfect plan. I am... Okay, now, actually, I want to ask you, what do you think his plan was? 
I don't know. Like, I mean, where, was what he was gonna the game plan? Her? Was, well, what, or, what was he going to do? Yeah. Was he going to play house and, like, keep her hostage? Was he going to throw on her leg? Was it, what was his plan? Yeah, because if they were going to, like, how were they going to be together forever? Like, it was, he wasn't threatening, like, if I can't have you, no one can have you. He was saying, like, we're going to be together forever. So maybe maybe he was kidnapping her to take her off into some place to be alone with her. But I read this part when he puts her in the trunk and I put my head in my hands because it was like, I cannot believe Elizabeth is about to get kidnapped again. Because it's not just back in book 13, which is called Kidnap, that she gets kidnapped. She also, as recently as book 50, was like tied up in a bar for a while by one of Big Al's goons. Remember that, Gladiators? It was just a few weeks ago. She's 16. (laughs) But it's funny, too, that she didn't remember back to that. She didn't, like, remember recently when she'd been tied up in a chair. She remembers way back when the orderly had... had, This is more like that one, I guess. Gladiators, she's not okay. She's not okay. The kids are not all right. The kids are not all right. She needs so many things. And this is the last thing she needs. Yeah. But luckily... There, she has an identical twin and they have like a twin power because that's there's really something downright supernatural that occurs here. Jeffrey comes up to ask her, like, have you seen Liz? And Jessica is like, "Uh oh, <laughs> like sh- she gets some of the details and she thinks she knows what's going on. She gets full on twin telepathy. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that spidey sense because it says the she it says the inborn unconscious connection to her identical twin went deeper than logic or common sense. And that's how they explain that she got this spidey sense that something was wrong. Because at first she's like, you know what? Elizabeth will be okay. I can wait until this crown gets on my head before I leave. You know, I can, I can definitely, that'll definitely be the right choice. But the thing that pushes her over the edge is what you just described Mm -hmm. is this, this twin spidey sense tingling. As readers, we already know that Elizabeth is in the trunk at this point. Right. But she's just like, Jeffrey, we got to go. And, and AJ's just started giving his speech because he's supposed to read his paper in front of everybody. Right. There's some guy who's like droning on forever about the value of Citizens Day, etc. But um, she runs out and here's, here's a dramatic moment. So she runs out and she sees Christopher's car, which she recognizes immediately. And she's just like, oh, no. So... Without stopping to think, Jessica ran directly for the moving car. Christopher's face was faintly visible through the windshield as he put the car in gear. Stop! Jessica stumbled and practically fell against the car. She hammered her fists on the hood. What are you doing? Where is she? Christopher's eyes grew wide with shock, and his mouth opened in a yell. By reflex, he leaned heavily on the horn, sending a strident blast into the night. Then he jammed on the brakes and jumped out of the car. How did you get out? He demanded, moving quickly to Jessica's side. <laughs> that made me laugh just to picture it. Like, I just put you in the trunk and now you're not in the trunk anymore? You were just there. I worked yeah. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> he takes her back to the trunk to like, he's going to put her back in the trunk, basically. Rest. Like, let me get you back in there. And that was really funny to think about. Like, what would his, re- I mean, only funny in the sense of like, knowing that this is a fiction. Like, what? There's two of you? Like, if he actually opened the trunk. But instead, what happens is Jeffrey, he and Jeffrey get into a fight and Jeffrey is able to tackle him and hold him down. That's right. Now, is Jeffrey only because I'm new to the series? What what skills does Jeffrey have to be able to do that? Well, I can say that there's precedent for Jeffrey being good in a fight. In that same book I was talking about, book 50, the first book of this season, Jeffrey scares off some... Well, actually, he's also been in a fight, I think, with Aaron Dallas in a previous book. A a friend of his, Aaron, was acting weird. I don't remember if they actually fought or not. But yeah, no, he's he's like the star of the soccer team, and he's pretty tall. Okay. So he probably had an inch or two on Chris. Ah, He fits the bill. All right. He could tackle him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jessica hears Elizabeth banging on the trunk and they get out. Remember what Elizabeth tells Jessica? Go in and get your crown. (laughs) She's like, the only reason I did any of this was for you. So you better go make it worth my while and go get that crown. That is exactly how I should have read it. Because I read it. She's just like, I'm selfless. You go do this. And you're totally right, Marissa. It was more like a no, no. I have been through a lot. Go in there and get what you deserve because I worked too hard for it. 
So she goes back in and like amazingly only a few minutes have passed. So AJ is still finishing up his speech and she's able to get back to the front and it's it's her moment. She basically says to him, I can't take the crown, AJ. I don't deserve it. What? AJ's voice was raw with shock. Why not? What are you talking about? She tells him that she did something stupid and he's, he's just not getting it. For a moment, Jessica was too overcome to say anything else. Just minutes earlier in the parking lot, she had realized the truth. She never would have gone out with Christopher in the first place if her relationship with AJ was solid. She knew she couldn't pretend any longer, but she couldn't believe how much it hurt to accept the truth. She thought her heart was splitting open when she looked at AJ's face. Are we breaking up? He asked in a disbelieving whisper. The look in her eyes gave him the answer. An expression of pain crossed his face. Why? Because, AJ, I like you so much, Jessica choked, but I can't handle a relationship with one boy. I just can't. I'm not ready for it. I get it, girl. I get it. I didn't know I would feel this way, she says, you know. And then. Also, your AJ voice is my favorite thing on the face of the planet. <laughs> Thank you I very much. bottle that up. It's uh, it's definitely fading in and out, like whether or not I remember to do any drawl. And sometimes I listen back to the recordings and I'm like, oh, I really thought I was doing an accent there. And uh, <laughs> it's not happening. Nobody's called me out for that on, <laughs> in any reviews yet. Um, oh, no. I'm so sorry. The main this complaint in re- if reviews happen is uh, that I don't like the books enough. Um, which is funny because oh, like, no, only so I've only spent my entire adult life reading and analyzing them, but it's okay. I'm so sorry. I love I this it. book. I just it was just I uh, learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learned a lot. Yeah. Sorry if I can't muster like just only praise for a book uh, that is just basically putting 16 year old girls in constant danger of rape and kidnapping that's you know what that's a different podcast the only only the positive that's what we could call it yeah and if we try to find only the positive out of this book it'll be a very short podcast (laughs) yeah well one thing that's a positive is man everybody in jessica's life really wants her to get that crown even (laughs) aj who's like no, you know what? I appreciate we're breaking up and that's sad. But you know what? You're here with me tonight. And you're the only girl I want here with me tonight. So you take that crown. It's yours. That's right. He doesn't even question. He's he he's just such a good guy that yeah. his he puts his emotions aside and his wants. And he goes, you good. deserve this. Yeah, it's too bad Jessica's not ready to only be with one guy because <sighs> it's a pretty good one. What a, what he's a shame. Maybe my favorite. <laughs> I I would I, I liked that man. I liked that, AJ. They said she had cared more about what the relationship could give her than about AJ. And that was wrong. She finally realized by the end of the book. I mean, I don't think the lesson's going to stick. But I also don't think she's going to have a steady boyfriend again for a while. So we'll see. Yeah, no. But can we also talk about the thing that made me laugh the hardest? The thing that made me out loud laugh was when we finally get to the end and they basically give you the next book in half uh-huh. a page. And we go from a kidnapping and a binding <laughs> and a win and a breakup and all these things. And then it's, and we meet a basketball player who's just so tall. She's so tall. Yeah. yeah. And is she, is she ever going to get a date for the big dance? And so then it goes, will Shelly Novak have a date for the big dance? Find out in Sweet Valley High, number 55, Big Shot. And all I wrote was, what the fuck? Are y'all Okay. Yeah, also love that this book uh, starts and ends, bookended with some uh, body shaming. Because in the end, it, you know, we've got this thing of Amy Sutton, who is a total bitch. She's irredeemable. She's like, no one will ever take Shelly Novak to the dance because no boy wants to dance with a tall girl. But Je- and Jessica, I mean, you know it's bad when Jessica's the voice of reason. And it's like, some guys like tall girls, which because of course... But at the beginning of the book, page four, Elizabeth makes some joke about Jessica. Jessica says there's only so much of me to go around. And Jess- and Elizabeth like teases like, oh, yeah, there's so much of you. It's so rude. Yeah. It's like, OK, great. So we're just going to we're just going to do this right off the top. But yeah, that's how these books work. You know, we got as we say, there's no trauma in Sweet Valley. You know, sometimes the closest we get to trauma is a fleeting memory of a time you were kidnapped as a candy striper <laughs> yeah um 41 books ago 40 41 books yeah you know i think they just get amnesia every 10 books yeah 
Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, she forgot the time she was kidnapped four books ago. So, <laughs> I mean, but that was just a brief kidnapping, so it doesn't stick in their memory so was, much. That, that was, was just only a wee like kidnap. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe actually like 10, because they made it back before the soccer game was over. So <laughs> <laughs> They made um, it back for dinner. It's important, to, because this is your first episode of Sweet Valley Diaries, yes. for me to ask you, Taya. Yes. Are you a Jessica or an Elizabeth? Oh, I am fully an Elizabeth. Fully. Okay. In All every right. way, shape, and form. If you ever want to know what Jessica's like, this is the book. You know, sometimes they don't make as big of a showing, but in this one, there's a lot of Jessica and a pretty good amount of Elizabeth, too. Yeah, she's just trying to fix things so hard that she literally, like, gets herself kidnapped. She literally does so much damage that she ends up kidnapped. <laughs> I know. See, and that's the thing. I, like, I go, no, that would never happen to me. And then I go, well, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, well, don't you have a twin sister? I do have a twin sister. And the, that's oh why gosh. I laughed at the twin telepathy part. Because I was like, yep, I've been there. Well, we have to talk more about that in our extra drama episode. But <laughs> for now, let's close out this episode by me saying thank you so much, Taya, for oh being gosh. on uh, Sweet Valley Diaries. It was I great know. to talk to you. This was super fun. This was a fun one. And, like, for, you know, thank you for introducing me to this wonderful world of Sweet Valley High. <laughs> yes. I never I got knew. another one, guys. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, the super secret thing we can't tell anybody yet that we're a part of but uh no just uh give a give a watch to for all mankind it's so good it's like if the west wing met nasa and it's just really it's an alternate reality show it's super great it's really female forward and i cannot speak more highly of it so uh give it a watch on apple tv and uh, you're in it it's I not am. just like you're a fan <laughs> <laughs> i am in it yes i play emma jorgens and uh i'm i'm a very i'm a cute fun part so it's great. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Gladiators, you know me. You can find me on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries. Please do follow the show on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. Also on Twitter at Sweet Valley. Uh, you can subscribe to my personal newsletter, which is flaxbart.substack.com. Or you can send me an email, sweetvalleydiaries at me.com. But the most important thing you could do, if you're still listening to this sentence that you've heard a version of many times now, is just like tell a friend. <laughs> about the podcast that would be cool maybe they'll like it maybe they'll like this episode maybe they love for all mankind and they're like i've got to hear emma, emma. <laughs> on the show because she's my favorite <laughs> tune in next week for a little bit more about two boy weekend and the week after that figure out about shelly novak is she gonna get a date for the dance we'll find yes. out is she is she Oh, yeah. That was the other thing, Taya. I, we call the listeners gladiators. Gladiators. So that's great. Don't be thrown off. No, I'm into that. that. That's great. I'm, I'm honored to be at the gladiators. <laughs>